0: What is up everyone? Uh, welcome to episode 5 of DPF on Tap. Uh, I'm here at the garage with John Kruk. Uh, we have Mike and we have Rob the Butcher, um, coming at us remote. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to do a recap of the Phil's Padres series. Uh, each guy is going to be able to talk about that. We're going to take a look ahead to the Guardians um, and the Brewers. Uh, we're going to Spend some time talking about trade talks prospective uh, perspective trades And then we're going to do a little bit of like DPF garage Q&A and that's more of like, you know what the garage is all about how it kind of started if any of the, like the uh, John Mike or Rob have any questions about it as well as any viewers questions uh, We're gonna have Mike do the O ass of the week uh, We're gonna have John hit us up with the minor leaguer of the week And then we're going to do a Phillies make me drink segment Um, in between each two of the segments. We're going to kind of like flip to the comments. So there were some comments people posted on social media that we're going to just kind of do a roundtable and answer. Um, And, you know, that's that's kind of like what we're looking forward to today. So to kind of jump right in on on my end of it, uh, you know, we're on a three game winning streak, right? So that's you love winning series. Um, but I really love that they won. You know the last three here, so we're going against. You know the next series on a on a hot streak, right? Um, to me, the one unexpected hero is uh, Hoffman. Like this guy, I looked him up because I, I knew he was like a journeyman and jumped around, right? This dude was a number, I, he was a first-round draft pick. I think it was either number six or number nine in 2014. So this guy has the skills. He just never put it all together, right? Uh, 2.59 ERA through the, uh, since he's come up, and he's only given up one earned run in the last nine innings pitched. Uh, A couple of his sliders reminded me of 2008 Brad Lidge. It's not that left to right movement or right to left when you're looking to TV. It's more of like it's going up and down, but sharp, like, you know, a super sharp curveball. Just this diving motion. Awesome. Um, And then, you know, more of the other thing I wanted to talk about and just touch on is like, it's nice to have Rojas up. Uh, We don't know kind of why he's in double-A and he gets brought up and there's Muziati and, you know, uh Cave, who could have done the same thing. Because I know left-handed um, guys are, they're not really looking for that. And Rojas being right probably helped it. Um, but I'm happy with it. And I thought the other thing is, and the last game, the thing that I was most impressed with is that the Padres did not have the trainer come out at all. You know, the game before, I, the fucking trainers out there like every fucking two batters. I was like, "What is going on?" Um, but uh, uh, you know, winning three of four and winning the last uh, three and sweeping the doubleheader, um, and you know, John's going to do the banana hammock. So that's that was <laughs> nice. He's taking one for the team. Uh, so w- w- what was your your points, uh, John?
1: Uh, I was uh, worried from the uh, during the first game. First, first of all, I thought after the all-star break they should have reset the rotation and not put Sanchez out against great Darvish. Yeah. Um. So he got smoked, but I think he'll bounce back. You know, we see seen enough good things from him, like a couple games before that. Mm-hmm. So I hope he bounces back after. But like the double, like you said, the doubleheader and like yesterday. They showed a lot of fight in them. The bats finally woke up. You know, Harper and JT came came around a little bit. Nicky Nicky Three Buttons was a little cold this weekend, but hey, I mean at least others stepped up. You know, like when someone's down, you gotta you know fill the void somehow. And like you said, uh, the Rojas was a blessing. He had a great MLB debut and fabulous bunt yesterday, and he almost beat that out at first too. How about they? Maybe they teach it down there. Yeah, yeah. that they should. And like I was saying in the group chat, uh, like uh, uh, yesterday. um... When they do batting practice, they should do do, do some bunt drills, some small ball drills, maybe. Mm-hmm. Get these guys re, a little refresher course. But um, overall, I love the weekend. But um, and can can Hall go somewhere? <laughs> uh, he, I don't know. I mean, did they think Clemens was that bad, or like I'd rather see Ellis up here than Hall or Clemens? But
0: are they showcasing him in hopes of you know not, his
1: times? Short, like, yeah, he might be done because if Harper's playing first, exactly, and then t- t- two lefties are first, yeah, so that's that defeats yeah. the purpose. So, but I mean, overall, I was happy. I was like I said, I was worried that first game because you was pitching a pretty good game for a while, and I mean, and we just didn't have it Friday. But that doubleheader yesterday, you know, bravo, that's what we needed to do come out the gate running. Yep, what you think, Mike?
2: <clears throat> so I'm aligned with a lot of what you guys said, but I, think about what we said going into the all-star break, right? We were mad. We were 4-2, and two, but we got a little mo, little momentum, right? Uh, and then we got some more coming out, which I think is huge for the rest of the season. Uh, something like 60% of our games are at home the second half, and to get that momentum going I, I think is huge. Somebody said, I think, John, you said the bats started to come to life what I really saw was some timely hits, right? We, we've been complaining about uh, hitting with runners in scoring position. They mm-hmm. did that a little bit in this series. Um, I thought the starting pitching showed up well, you know, minus Friday's game. Um, and the pen stepped it up. Uh, Chris, you covered Hoffman. Um, and then Harper gets off the schneid. I think that is huge for his confidence level, right? Um, not only with the homer. Clearly, that's important, but also with several clutch hits, uh, specifically off a really good closer, um, and then somebody touched on Rojas. I think Chris, you said Rojas. I think that sparked a little bit of a, a bump in the defense, right? Turner oh even gave yeah, up with a couple with a couple of plays. Like, wait a minute, the kid just came up from Double A. He's banging off the wall, catching the ball in the first inning. I better get my head out of my ass. And then, yeah. Uh, you took you took the words out of my mouth uh what i said about hall here is it's a struggle to watch offensively and defensively so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my take on the padres butcher what you got
3: um yeah again agree with all you guys but uh
2: i'm
3: i'm gonna uh access my inner dugan here basically and say that we should have fucking swept them you know what i mean like i'm mad about yeah. a three-in-one a three-in-one weekend um because Friday was just sloppy and that it was very frustrating. It was frustrating baseball. They got down, they stayed down. It was just, but then Saturday, I mean, every game they won, they started out down. And that's a testament to these guys that, you know, no matter what happens early in the game, they play, you know, 27 outs. They play till the end of the game. And uh, just seeing, like, Schwaber had three home runs over the weekend. Uh, I think that's huge as long as he continues to provide that level of like power and pop and intimidation to start off the game. Um, You know, I heard something today about opposing pitchers basically fear that first at bat. And that's, that's, you know, you need that going into the second half of the season going into the playoffs. Like, and that's the kind of shit that gets the crowd into it. They got a lot of home games coming up. Um, So, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Schwaber and I'm looking at fucking Stott, man. Like, when are we going to start recognizing it that Stott is like a legit? Like, he, Stott, could, he could hold on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could hold on to second base for years to come in yeah, stark yeah. contrast to Derek Hall, who seriously, like, I'll, I'll buy him a bus ticket. Like, right. he, he, he needs to go. And then we need to get somebody else, whether it's Cody Clemens or just giving somebody else that if we need another bullpen arm, we probably need another bat. So um, moving forward, I'd like, it was a huge series going three and one. And uh, I think when they won that one game uh, on Saturday, the second game, I said, this is huge. Like, like they got to build on this. So that's yep. what I'm looking for in the second half.
0: Cool. Um, I guess we'll move on to like the next series. So we have the Brewers at home, and then the Guardians. And I still want to call them the Indians. I I, I just I, I just can't do the Guardians mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Still. Um. So I was looking up some of the stats for both teams, like more of the team stats, and I got down into like the individuals. Um. Milwaukee's a fraud. Milwaukee is not good at anything. Uh. They're like I think twenty second in hitting. 28th in runs scored, middle of the pack in ERA. They have 52 wins, and it's smoke and mirrors. Um, I, I just don't feel like they're a good team. That being said, you know, any team can win. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, Teheran is pitching, and, like, this is, like, one of those dudes that's an ex-Brave that has some type of fucking hex on the Phillies. So, like, you know, it, that could be, like, a 2-1 to game, uh, you know, if, if Sanchez is on his game this time. Um, but Wade Miley, he's terrible. Um, he's not good. Uh, and I don't know, like Willie Adamez, yeah, he got a bunch of home runs, but he's hitting like, he's short, but worse because he has like 15 homers. He's hitting 211. Um, Jelic is finally like, okay again. Um, but he's not MVP caliber. No one there feared... I feared Rowdy Telez just because, like, I don't know. I feel like this dude is, like, just always hit us well. I don't know if that can be statistically proven, but I thought Rowdy Telez just tuned us up. Um, so, and, and, you know, segueing to the next, uh, the Guardians are not good either. Like, they're going to be sellers, and this is, like, another team that we... Even though it's on the road, you have to win two out of three against them you just have to do it um and and the brewers like I, i think it's the same like i'm not calling for sweeps but you just have to keep winning series here um the indians are going to be sellers i don't one of the things i don't like about the um uh, pitching is again. Sanchez is starting off the series, so like it could be. It's on a bad note. I don't know. Like I, I mean, uh, Sanchez is like pitching the second game. I forgot about fucking Nola um, <laughs> is is starting the first game against Tehran. So it feels like it's like a Phillies Braves game from like the you know mid twenty tens or something like that. Um, but that dude's got to get his shit together. And I I can't believe how many Nola lovers there are in Philadelphia. Um, dude's got eight wins, good for him, his ERA is like Um, 4-4, it's good, but like, I don't know, he's just unclutch, and I I feel like I'm tired of him complaining, Um, but uh, Mike, where are you at with uh, upcoming series here, and expectations, and things to look for?
2: Yeah, the interesting uh, part that I was looking at is the records, kind of like you dove into the to the team stats first so milwaukee's two games up in the division on the reds and eight on the cubs and and cincinnati's a game and a half behind the Phillies in the wild card so this is a huge series against the brewers we really need to win this series to keep uh to keep pace with cincinnati um i i had the nola sanchez walker against Tehran miley and walker so in the in game three we got walker against walker that's kind of I don't know. Interesting to me.
0: That's cool. Um,
2: yeah, and then I, what I what when I dove in, it it looks like it's a really close matchup in skill level. So it'll be interesting to see who steps up. Like what Nola shows up, right? What Sanchez shows up? Is it the one that we got before the All Star break, or is it the one that we got the other night um, against the Padres? And I think this series in particular. We need to leverage the home crowd. So everybody that can get to the game, get out, and get to the game. It seems like our players feed off of that, and they talk about it a lot. I I, I heard two or three of the uh, post game interviews, and they're like, "Listen, you got this crowd is nuts here, and it really is. It's like an extra player. Um, it helps the team that much. And then just keep the momentum offensively, and keep." Get, gain some consistency in our starting pitching and and the hope the pen stays hot and let's get a little bit consistent uh with some good defense then going into the guardians i agree with you um, i still have a ton of uh folks that are tribe fans uh they all call them the tribe they don't call them the guardians from when i lived in ohio and they're really struggling they have key players out with injury there's still uh, two and a half games out of first place in the AL Central, but six and a half games out of the wild card, so that should tell you how the AL Central, how strong that is there. Um, this is one of those teams, guys, where you you need to put your foot on their throat, I think, is Butch's line. This is, this is a team that, at the longer you let them stay in a game, they're like, oh, we might be able to hang with these guys. And then get maybe like a a lucky flare and a bomb, you know, a bloop and a blast Um, and and stay in a game and maybe steal a game or two and so we need to make sure that we hit with men in scoring position like we started to against the Padres, make sure we get some clutch hits and and just be confident that you're going to beat this team that is clearly inferior to you. Uh, John, what you got?
1: Yeah, I... um... We should sweep the Brewers. We should, but you got Noah in there. I mean, I'm hoping Sanchez, Sanchez, you know, comes back from that loss uh, Friday. But you got Noah pitching twice in these two series coming up. I'm what Nola gonna get? You get You know, I'm thinking he's gonna win one and lose one. Which one? I don't know. If he's gonna drop one, I mean. I think Bieber will be back from injury by then. I thought he was day to day or on the ten day or something. But I got the probables coming up. If it's not Bieber, that's great. But Bieber's been struggling a little bit too this yeah. year. Yeah. So, but um, Noah against Bieber, but Noah's supposed to get against Heyron. I'm not really scared of the Brewers. It's Willie Adamas. It's just a bunch of like it's like the little rascals. Yeah, a bunch of million like, players. Yeah, it just faded. <laughs> You know, you got Rowdy Roddy, Tellez, dripping hoagie dip at first base. I hate that dude. I think he's hurt.
0: I Is think he? he broke his knuckle. Probably pulled a rib.
1: foul balls. It could have been. You know? But, um, I mean, they got... I In the beginning of the season, I could have sworn they were going to be sellers. Yeah. Because they let a couple people go in off season. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, aren't they trying to compete? And it's like... Then they start bringing up these guys. That's how they're staying afloat. They're yeah. pretty much a fraud team, a fraud first-place yeah. team. But they brought up some young guys, you know, to fill in some holes. But that's how they're staying afloat. And um, I'm thinking the Reds, and uh, pe- people might laugh at this, uh, the Pirates are even going to place higher than them by the end of the year. I think the Brewers are going to be third place by the end of the year.
3: All right. That's I think the I'll Reds are it. legit. Because the
1: Cubs the Cubs were a fraud a little bit. The Cubs are settling down. They're going down. Yeah. But the Reds, they're legit. The Reds yeah. are pretty legit, and that, um, and the Guardians, like you said. So I think that we're going to win two out of three. I want them to sweep, but I think realistically, two out of three against the Brewers, Guardians, you have to win at least two out of three. Yeah, because uh, they're not too. They're in second place in a very sloppy AL Central, like slop fest, like every team in there, like just is like hanging on by a thread. I think the first who's who's first place in that. Uh, that Chicago, maybe? Where in, uh, in central? the central? It's Who's Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. I mean, uh, AL. oh AL, it's yeah, the twins. twins, the Twins, twins yeah. yeah, and they're barely hanging on, so it's like it's a slugfest. So, but they can, they're when they want to be, they can pretty, they could be a pretty good hidden team. So, I'd say you know, add the next two series, I, I'd like to see four and two, okay, at minimum. All right, so yeah, uh, the Twins are the math- oh, the Twins are they in are okay two
0: games
3: yeah. over 500 the Yeah, that's what i was saying <laughs> yeah the guardians are three games under and that's just the kind of team that the phillies play down to especially if they're yeah. gonna go to cleveland mm-hmm. you know they'll end up uh oh or you know we just rattled off you know six or seven and now we're, we're gonna come in here and you know lay an egg and they'll lose two out of yeah. three so yeah. again they have to this series against milwaukee Milwaukee's they're like 13th in the national league and runs scored. And if, if they're, they have 52 wings, they're leading that division. So they're probably getting good pitching. We can assume they're, they're, they're getting, they're, they're, you know, outscoring their opponents somehow I don't fucking know how when they're 13th in runs. Yeah. Um, so, so it, it comes down to the bats. You know, we have to have, you know, give up less than four runs a game. Like if we can keep, keep them under four, I have confidence that you know we can put up five, six, seven, go off for a twelve spot one game like that would be nice, um, you know. And, and then if we can realistically go like four and two in this uh, in the next six games, we'll be happy. Maybe I don't know what the what to get Dugan in here next week and see how pissed off he is about the four and two. Um, <laughs> so I brought him up twice. He's not here, you know. I can I can talk shit um, <laughs> now, but. Realistically, they should win five or six. I, I, I think that's yeah, realistic, yeah. and where they just drop one that they shouldn't have, or they just come out and you know they were beat that day. But um, I can't stop calling them the Indians either, Chris. In my head, it's they're tough. the Indians. Yeah. Even when I even when I look at the logo or the name, I just see Indians.
0: Yeah. I, Regardless I, I, of a G. I,
3: yeah, I know it says <laughs> Guardians, but all I see is
1: Indians. So. Chief Wahoo was the coolest logo.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to move through some viewer comments here. So, uh, Garrett is present. I think Garrett's from the Philippines. So, like, we see on, like, our viewership that there's someone overseas. So, I think right. it's you, Garrett. So, we appreciate you. Uh, Nancy was also happy with Hoffman's performance. Uh, it was, you know, awesome one. Uh, Alex, the trainer, came out whenever. So, it felt like, you know... There, there were two strikes. It, it, it was crazy. It was just, you know, it, they were using it as kind of like an excuse, uh, like soccer players. They'll just kind of fall on the ground and feign hurt. <laughs> so they get arrest. I'm just like, I feel like the Padres did that. Uh, good point about Sanchez. Uh, Scott has here and Hall after Clemens, you know, Alex feels was a downgrade and uh, Cindy loves Stott. So Stott is the man. Uh, I'll give one more question and I'm going to randomly pick, uh, one of our panel here. So Max, uh, K is asking, uh, and this is a great segue because we're going to move into the trade talks. So I'm going to have Mike start uh, his off first, but I'm going to put this question his way. So it was, do we think Rojas is here to stay or is is it, is he a showcase point um, for potential trades? Uh, he, Max likes him for defense, speed, and his ability to play small ball. And an outfield of Marsh, Rojas, and Castellanos is interesting. So, Mike, what do you think? Um, and then, you know, we'll move into trade talk between us all. Sounds good. Um, so, it's an
2: interesting point. We've discussed it amongst us. Uh, some of us feel like, uh, John, that he's up here to stay. And he's, you know, he's like a, a young piece to bring in and develop. And, uh, I think pretty much the rest of us think that he's on showcase for some sort of a deal to get either, uh, a corner outfielder or, uh, you know, a two, three, or some people say five, uh, start number starter. So, um, it's a really good question. Everybody is tight lipped. I can't find anything about it online. Um, and so I, I, that even makes me think more that it's a show, showcase piece. What can this young, uh, really, you know, talented, if he's not five-tool, he's a four-tool player, um, you know, hitting is still, still uh, the jury's still out on his hitting, but, um, you know, it, it could be just a showcase, in, in my opinion. Um, you want me to roll into trade talk?
0: Yeah. So talk about like you know kind of what you yeah. think the fills are going to do and what you're uh, w- what you're feeling about the trades. You know it could be anyone, but most you know I guess Phillies.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So the two biggest rumors out there, uh, you know, are Soto and Otani. I see all over all kinds of social media and uh, and online. Um, I don't think we get either of those two. I think the the cost is too is too high for those guys. So I'm more into the, uh, Jordan Montgomery left-handed pitcher from the Cardinals, uh, six and seven with a three, two, three ERA and 18 starts. And I think, uh, I think that's a good upgrade for us. Um, Mike, is he on the IL still? Uh, he just came off. Okay. Um, and then the other one is a third baseman from the nationals. Uh, Candelario, he's he's hit 261, 337 on base, 478 um, slugging, 13 homers, 48 RBIs, and 27 doubles at the break, at the All-Star break. So those two really interest me. They're, like, not a big investment in our future as far as um, prospects, but could bolster the the, uh, roster. I'll just throw out one more. So I... I was super happy to see that the Mets are sellers and they're they're selling Fam, Nimmo, Kana, Marte, Karachi and Peterson all rumored to be on the market for the right uh, for the right prospect or veteran right now, and that makes me wicked happy guys.
0: Well, uh, as long as Peterson isn't signed here again.
1: Yeah. That's true. Or Robertson. <laughs> Robertson. Uh,
3: but but
2: uh, Over to you. What
3: do you well, got for trade I, rumors? I, I, it's I, I don't really like I, I'm trying to decide whether they need a starting pitcher. They seem to be sold on Sanchez, um, and then once we get to the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. It's a four-man rotation, um, so so I, I don't really think they're going to go after a starting pitcher. Um, and then everybody's talking about a left fielder, um, you know, somebody they can add a bat. I think that kind of muddies things because of where we have like the the situation with Harper. Like, is he going to play first? An interesting name might. Be now like it was earlier in the year, they were talking about it. Might be Christian Walker, it might be a guy who can play first base, um, has a lot of power. I don't know if he's if they're going to make him available, um, because they're playing, I guess they're playing so well that they may not fucking look to to split that team up. Yeah. Um, and then another guy, if you know, if you're going to bolster the bullpen, uh, Daniel Bard in Colorado, um, he, he's an interesting guy. I'm not saying he's great, but he's an interesting guy. Because you got a guy with closer experience who, you know, you don't necessarily have to plug him in a closer. Kimbrell's doing a great job with that. But to have another guy who has that experience in the back of the bullpen um, to take the eighth inning or to take when, when Kimbrell needs a day.
0: Um, Butcher, did you read uh, about Daniel Bard and kind of what he's going through or what no, he I didn't. went That's through? What yeah, so it's—I don't know if it's Sports Illustrated or at the Athletic, which is you know for pay. But like this dude's story is awesome. Like this dude's a tough dude. i, I okay. applaud Daniel Bard. It was—if you have a chance and anyone hasn't look look that uh, article up. It was incredible.
3: Yeah. I, I definitely will. And see, that's another thing. If the guy's going through a lot and he's uh, he's tough, he's bounced back. Th- this is the kind of city, especially in a playoff run. He, he would yep. feed off of that, and then the city would also support him and get behind
1: him. So, yeah. What,
3: what do you think, John?
1: Um, they keep every time I think I have an idea of what I want to see from trade rumors, they they're flipping and flopping the roster. So right. this
0: reminds me of Rowdy Piper, which I love wrestling. <laughs> He's like, once you know the answers, I change the questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just because um. I'm going to touch on what Mike said about Rojas. Uh, I, when they brought him up, I'm like, okay, it's just for injury. I could have sworn they were going to probably bring him up for call-ups in September. Expand the roster, bring him up, see what he's got. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, invite him to camp next year and blah, blah, blah. Um, But he's up. I did not expect, I was expecting, we were talking last week, like, bring up knots, bring up this guy. Yeah, like, and, yeah. When they called up Rojas, I'm like, okay, let's see what he's got, and he had a good weekend. Um, but to throw a wrench, uh, there's a little wrench in the thing about them, dang on them, though. I think and you guys might have a different opinion. Pashi's having surgery to take, get that screw done. Yeah, they don't know when he's coming back. Yep. So if you trade Rojas, then there's like a hole. You know what I mean? There might be a potential hole there. I see. Then you're think- looking for another for another outfielder. Anyway,
0: yeah, I'm a little bit nerdy with like the science, so I was like, I've never heard of a guy's screw coming Ever. loose. Like, we all have screws loose, but right. it's different screws, but protruding through the elbow, Supposedly, so. it bone normally grows around it, right? Um, and it normally seals it mm-hmm. in, but I think they know that he's not coming back this right. year, but that's just kind of conjecture.
1: So, I'm thinking, part. I'm thinking they're gonna stick with the Rojas playing a lot in center and Marsh and left, mm-hmm. and like Schwerbridge, Schwerbridge DH. Harper first yeah, so since you have all positions covered I'd like to get a right-handed power bat off the bench. I would like to try to get Adam Duvall I wanted to sign him before the Red Sox did I don't know what how Dombrowski dropped the ball on that But people keep calling to talk about Cody Ballinger. He's a lefty though another lefty we, we need a right-handed a right-handed bat. Yeah, but also pitching like we I'm gonna say something that might sound crazy, and then the Nolan lovers are gonna hate me. I trade his ass. I don't care if we're trying to go on a run. He's not re-signing here, and uh, they already gave him an offer. He turned it down. He's not re-signing. Get something for him. Get a couple prospects. Get something or package him for something to make the team him. better. And by that, because by that time, maybe you know, Painter's better. To try to see what McGarry's got or able something. You got to try something out. And then in free agency we'll pick up a big name pitcher. But um as far as a pitcher not really trade wise, I thought it was interesting, maybe we could pick him up, it'd be low low risk and um it'll be cheap. Amir Garrett got a DFA'd by the Royals. Won't be bad for the bullpen. He's he's a tough dude. Yeah.
0: He like I remember that and he's one. He's sitting game, out there and I don't I think he was paying for playing for the Reds at the time mm-hmm. and he threw at someone and then they kept chirping. And the manager came out to kind of, like, talk him down. And as the manager's talking to him, he's not even talking to the manager. He's looking at the dugout, and he's like, I'm coming after you. (laughs) So he handed the ball over and didn't go into his own dugout. He ran right into the opposing dugout and started throwing hands.
1: (laughs) So I I, I like his moxie. I would like him And yeah, if they could pick him up, it'd be cheap, low risk. You know, if it don't work out, you could always, you know, cut him loose. Yeah.
0: Flip over to me. Yeah. Um, So here's a couple of things I was thinking of when, you know, we're kind of thinking of trades and everyone's touched on it. Like, do we have a world series winning roster from top to bottom? And where is the problem at? So right now the problem is the bullpen. Um, Alvarado's been hurt twice. Sir Anthony's been hurt twice or more. Uh, The ERA since July 2nd is 6.95, the worst in the league. That's not good. Um, even with Hoffman being good, it's you know it's the worst. Uh, you have to solidify the bullpen because that's going to come up so much in the playoffs. Think back to last year. How many times we brought Sir Anthony in or Alvarado in and he saved our ass. Um, we can't go in there with, you know, Bilotti or Hoffman's been good, but I don't know. He's not been tested or, you know, trusted. And we saw that throughout the playoffs, like you get the jitters and it kind of hurts you. Um, A few of the names that I'd like to toss out, uh, and and this one I'm really high on. I want this guy after kind of like hearing his story, looking at his numbers, seeing what he recently did, seeing his age. I think he's probably going to come on the cheaper end. Lance Lynn. The White Sox are out of it. They're gonna sell. This dude just came off a 17 strikeout performance. He's 36 years old. And he's on it only like on a two-year deal. So like we get him for the end of this year. And then he's the replacement for Nola if when and if Nola goes. So it's already built in. Along with that, Joe Kelly is there. Another proven hard-nosed, you know, tough player that I really want that dude. Uh and I don't think that's enough. Um, but I I want to be able to move Sanchez to the bullpen. I think Sanchez could be a valuable piece in one or two innings as a left-handed guy, right? Because right now, Alvarado is up in the air, Strom, this dude might be spent, we have no idea. Um, And the other one is, like, I'm still high on this uh, Thomas, Lane Thomas. I'm not as high on him because if... The Phils are going to keep Rojas. I don't think Rojas is going to give you power. And in the first couple of games, you saw some, like, blips of, like, this guy's young and he's over-eager. He's on, like, a a 1-2 count, and this dude's swinging from his ass. Like, he's not looking to protect the plate. And, you know, that's, like, more of the baseball way. You want to hit a home run as opposed to get contact, and this dude has speed and maybe get on but he's swinging from his goddamn heels. And I know he's young and he'll figure that out at some point. Um, but I think the White Sox are like the perfect target to go after someone. Lance Lynn kind of gets you through this year and he, he's an upgrade to Sanchez. I don't know. He might be your number two when, the, when all is all said and done when he comes here at a cheap price. Um, and Joe Kelly is just like a tough dude. Like, I, I just feel like He's the right mentality for the right city and the right team. Um, I know there's some other players out there, Barlow, uh, but I just, I don't know. These guys that come from like KC haven't played in big time places. I just don't trust them. Um, And uh, could we go into the series, uh, you know, into the playoffs with Harper, Stott, left, Two left handers on the right hand side of the infield. Turner and Bohm on the left hand side is right hand. Catcher is Real Muto, of course, right handed. Down center, Rojas, right handed. Um, Marsh in left, left handed. Uh, you know, Castellanos in right. So it's like 5 4, so it's a really good split. We're not too left heavy. We're not too right heavy. I would focus way more on pitching than I would on hitting. Um, I like the idea of getting some big bopper, like some guy who can come off the bench that strikes fear in the hearts of other pitchers. Because we don't have that, that yeah. I'm aware. You know, it, Hull's not it left-handed wise, and we just we just don't have that. So um, I don't think the Phillies will stand pat. I think they're going to do something i think they know they have to and i'm not comfortable going in with Sanchez as number five uh even though like gibson was our five and we didn't use him and now he's you know a scion candidate which is <laughs> mind-boggling to me um and i i like kyle gibson I, I did but it was just like you just saw that like he wasn't great and he was serviceable and that's like one of the worst terms for you know a pitcher is like oh he's serviceable it's like all right he doesn't suck, is basically what that, that means to me. Um, so th- the the other thing I want to say is on the Sotani, and, you know, Mike, you talked about it. I would just want to get a quick yes or no, and I'm going to, like, just put out this trade there. We get Otani. The Phillies get Otani. He's the answer to a pitcher, and he's a power bat. We, ha- we win the World Series. So because we get Otani, you're guaranteed that you're going to win the World Series. You have to give up Painter, Rojas, Muziati, and either McGarry um, or Abel. Do you do this? Yes or no? John? No. Okay.
1: You don't like winning World Series? Oh, I like winning the World Series, but <laughs> I also think about how expensive Otani is going to be after that World Series if we want to retain him.
0: Well, we're not going to sign him. That's the thing. It's like you get your it's World a Series,
1: though. It's 100% so, uh, it's a rental.
0: rental. Yep. Hmm. And you're giving up four dudes, but you're going to be able to have a parade
1: in November. If you're talking about rental, yeah, i do it. If he was a rental. Because we just drafted a bunch of pitchers, and then by the time... So we can go out in free agency and just, you know, try to replace him with a couple guys next year. No one's gone. If, you know, and if... Uh, if they got the balls to resign, on so it be it. Just dig in the middle yeah. of their pockets. But, yeah, I mean, I would do it if it was a rental. Rob, where are you at on that?
3: Yes. Absolutely yes. Um, <laughs> just like you said, 2008 was awesome. And last year was so fucking close to awesome. I mean, it was great. It was fantastic. But it could have been fucking awesome. You know? And winning a World Series, that shit's fucking awesome. So... If getting if pulling Otani in and mortgaging the future guarantees us a World Series this year, I'm all for it. I,
2: I was ready to drive six hours to a parade last year. I'll drive yep. the hour this year. Bye. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's I have to do it. Because, you know, when I think about it, it's like 1950 to 1980. It's 30 years. Like, shit, I'm pushing 50. Like, if it goes another 30 goddamn years, I'm going to be fucking six feet under. I need to celebrate one more. I don't give a shit what the fuck Painter does if I can, you know, celebrate and have a... It's like the the, the Kyle Drayback. Like, this dude was supposedly the end-all, be-all. We, have you ever heard of him after that? You didn't. Like, nope. no. So... I'm I'm all for like we're built to win now, so let's win now. And Don Braski is of this same mindset. He will do something like this because he's done it before. He like does crazy stuff because he knows this is like we have this window where like we're really close, so
1: um we keep one of them though. We can well can yeah we you, you, you can Abel
0: or McGarry but like you know Painter yeah. is going to have to be they're yeah, going you know to want has to he's going to want to be part give him, of that give him Painter so. and
1: Abel and keep, if if I can keep McGarry at least one of them Painter yeah. hasn't pitched at all I'm like it's great that yeah. like, this
0: dude's like the number one prospect yeah, that's true. And, but like this everybody dude's was hyped
1: in spring training I'm like oh my god I'm like it's spring training yeah but he hasn't been
0: here. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go to some comments before we go into our uh, next segment. So let me uh, bring these up. And Max says, thanks for asking his question. Uh, Cindy, we always appreciate a fuck the Met randomly. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, uh, priority should always be pitching They're fine offensively as frustrating as they can be. Yeah. Because I mean, there's going to be slumps and mm-hmm. pitching is pitching. So I, I don't think we're going to get a guy that's, you know, guaranteed to do what Utley did. No nine world series hit X amount of home runs. Um, We have to fight the Giants for Lynn. He's rumored to have interest there. So, like, Lance Lynn hated the Yankees, and he hated, like, you know, having to shave his beard. He said he looked like a little kid. I don't think he's going to, like, put coconut oil on his asshole. So, like, I I really think that, like, if we can get that message to him, like, yo, dude, this dude makes you put coconut oil on your asshole. You're doing yoga, and you're, like, spreading the brown eye up to the sun. Just so like he, he feels like your you know your whole needs to get vitamin D. That's fucked up stuff, Lance. Come here. There's none of that bullshit. You'll eat cheesesteaks. You're a big dude. All of us got you. Like
1: you, we'll take okay. you to the right spots.
3: Your manager's name is Tan Diggs. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: He's a guy from he's a he's a guy from police academy when they write "dork" on him and the suntan <laughs> <ocean>. lotion. <laughs> uh daniel says dpf for philly's
0: management we appreciate it so this is like you know the, the four-headed monster and with Dugan it's the five-headed monster um uh i don't know if it, whose cat it was but like i agree like i want otani right now.
3: Um, <laughs> that's what she was saying
0: Yeah. So yep cindy also heard the cat say uh yes uh You know, Garrett, definitely take the World Series. There's no guarantee with prospects, and I think that was kind of my point. Um, All right, so Steve, uh, we appreciate it. So Steve is a huge DPF fan. He's been to every stadium, and fuck the Mets and fuck Joe Carter. We appreciate you saying that. Uh, Any time's a good time for that.
2: Does that mean we have to stop now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I hope not. Uh, yeah, everyone's loving the cat. So uh, Butcher, what's your cat's name?
3: It's Sage. Sage, okay. Yeah, the only reason she's in here is because they're eating dinner out there, and uh, so just,
0: Sage will steal the
3: <laughs> yeah steal yeah, food. Okay. Yeah, so n- next time I'll have a little Philly's cap on her, you know. I'll oh,
0: that'd be cool. Get her to um, do the dude. dance. Put the duct tape on her.
3: Oh, that's right.
0: That. <laughs> do the Sage dance. Uh, right. So douglas agrees with uh mike he wants to see uh money from the cards solid left hand arm agreed there um what happens if you trade for otani and it turns out harper cannot play the field them are fucked um but uh I- i'd like to risk that I-, I think harper can play the field or in that case you move Schwarber's ass to uh first base because he played that for a little bit he's brutal but he's going to be brutal wherever he is, so okay. he could move to first. So I think that that's like the plan B if that ends up happening. Um, longest I've seen you without a glass <laughs> of Jameson. Well, Daniel, it's like we're we're kind of like getting to the DPF garage part, and uh, we actually I haven't I haven't delved into this stuff yet, but we got the you know special. Uh, Black barrel, and it's it's I think it's uncracked. Oh no, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise there. Big um uh, Cindy, you know, was laughing at the coconut oil. Um and Paul doesn't get the uh painter uh fixation. He's got arm and mechanical problems. How many Spencer Howard's Jesse Biddles does it take to get over these prospects? Those are two great names and it two great bit. points, wow. along yeah. with uh, you know, the drayback that we're saying. So um let me see. If, okay, so Doug has another one. He wouldn't mind an outfielder. Uh, Schwerber's asked defensively. Maybe O'Neill. Um, I thought about him, but he's like a white Roman Quinn, which is like he's hurt all the time, literally hurt all the time, because I was thinking about him as well. Um, and... Oh, so there we go. Stubby Stubby can play anywhere, Alex. Like Stubby can play left. Stubby played third for Israel. He's you know a catcher. He pitched a little bit. Uh, I think in yeah, <laughs> I, I think in one of these games we got to get Stub to like play every position. Just like kind of move him around. If it's towards <laughs> the end of the year and like we have whatever it is the wild card sewn up, put his ass at you know third, short, first. All all nine innings he plays a different position. Um, yeah. I think that would be cool. Um, all right, so so the next segment we're going to go to is kind of talking about the DPF garage uh, itself. So a lot of people, like you know, will ask, and you know, I, I I'm proud of it, right? So I'm always sharing picture pictures. Uh, so I'll say it in this way, you know, for the art lovers, there's the Louvre in France. Right. Um, if you love opera, you might go to the Metropolitan or Sydney Opera House in Australia. Um, if you're into golf, you're going to go to Augusta or St. Andrews. Uh, if you like bourbon and horse racing, you're going to go to Churchill Downs in Kentucky. Well, if you love the Phillies, beer, and saying fuck the Mets, DPF Garage is your fucking place. Um, I, how this started out, like, honestly, like two years ago, this was just a garage. It was filled with furniture and tools and, you know, just. Regular decoration and house shit. I'm lucky that we have two floors So all of that normal garage stuff either like got sold or you give it away You kind of were like am I gonna need this? I haven't used it in 10 years. Well, you don't fucking need it then so it's gone Um, So a lot of that tools and things are, are upstairs So it's lucky to have you know a second floor But last year around this time I just saw that I had a post and it was you know, I would sit here nothing was done. And I brought in my old kitchen cabinets, hung one on the wall. I had an old, you know, fake countertop and I'd put my old school, uh, radio there, um, and just listen to the game. And it it would, you know, it was mostly in the dark. It was stained floor, industrial green all around. And then eventually it got, like cool for me to be here because you know you're taking pictures and the, the radio was cool and i was just sitting on like a tailgate chair right uh and the tailgate chair is well used i think you know it might go in the smithsonian at some point okay. if like we win it's going to be like archie bunker's chair it's just not as cool um and then eventually what happened was like I had people over for the World Se- uh, for the playoffs in the World Series, and then I put Bunning up, and it became a thing. It became awesome. I had, like, you know, I don't know, 20 to 30 people here at times, and probably, I don't know, 50 different people throughout the playoffs last year. And it just became awesome, and I, I loved being in here. It's kind of like, you know, the man cave, the home away from home uh I would go out here and not just watch baseball. I'd watch football and soccer and, you know, listen to opera, podcast, whatever. It's just nice to be outside drinking beer, right? Um, So eventually, like, you know, I got the bar built. So the bar is a bunch of pallets. It's my old uh, bedroom doors are the actual bar top. So our house was built in 1960. It's the original bedroom doors. The pallet wood, as you can see behind me got a, you know, TV on Amazon, probably around prime day. Um, and then just kind of build on it did like epoxy floors and because it was a garage, right. It has all these things over it. Uh, but a couple of the things that I kind of want to answer is how do I, you know, I get, we get this question a lot. How do I get to come here? So it's tough because it's my house. Right. And if I don't know you, (laughs) you know, I have kids here and you know, I can't just have anybody come in. Um, So like I think if like you have references or like I know you, um, it makes it a little bit easier, a little bit different. So I don't, you know, if I had a bathroom out here, it'd be a different story because then you you wouldn't have to go into the house. But there's also like liability issues. I can have 20 beers and just walk into my house. I can't let someone here do that and drive home because then I'd feel responsible. I'm not like selling it, or you'd have to bring your own and all that stuff because all that fucking beer's mine. I don't mess around in that way. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that that's kind of what, you know, where it comes to is I don't, it, it's not a no, I just think I have to think it about a little bit uh, differently And, you know, people say, you know, I'll pay or charge And I'm like, you know, maybe there's an opportunity And we're always trying to do things for charity Maybe it's an opportunity where, like, I get to know a few people And I'm just saying, hey, we're going to donate X to this charity And, like, we're going to have, like, a watch a game here together um, and have a bunch of us so because i, I guess there's safety in numbers but i am going to go around to every post office and just make sure your picture's not on the wall um because that's how i met john um which you know it was it was a nice uh he, he's been great though so uh he's been great so I kind of wanted to open it up to like the other you know three guys and see if there was any questions that they had that they've never asked and then I was going to kind of go to the comments uh, just kind of talking about the evolution of the garage and things like that so Mike I'm gonna go to you first
2: yeah so what I always wanted to know is what was the evolution of the design Cause I'm I'm starting to design a bar at the new house And so walk me through, you know, what the first vision you had was until you got to what you have today.
0: Yeah, so, Mike, one of the things that was important to me was I did not want, like, uh, traditional uh, drywall. I did not want the ceiling to be exposed. So I knew I always wanted it to feel somewhat like a garage. Like, I knew I wanted, like, my tool chest and certain things down here. Um, but I also knew, like after I s- thought of like, oh, maybe I can build a bar and I'm big on like reusing things. Right. So like I bought some of the chairs originally off, you know, Facebook. So I'm like not buying new and I'm kind of like big on recycling and things like that. I'm not like capler with, uh, oh, and the other thing I want to mention is like, I have my shoes off right now. I have my socks off and i'm like feeling the earth and the ground so like this is doing wonders the phillies have been three and zero since of my yoga um but mike i knew that i wanted to use these doors so that's where it kind of started with and the doors were always like this bronze color so i knew that i wanted to do that and i thought that i wanted to do at least one wall um, with the wood eventually the other two were still that industrial mint green from like 1960 because it must have been cheap paint. Everyone had it inside and outside was that color, um, so I knew I wanted to do kind of like uh, Philly's colors in some way. And I, I like the old school. I don't. I just didn't want the red in here because I thought it would be like you know that Fifty Shades of Grey dude. Like he has some gray you know some red room where there's like you know weird stuff going on there's weird stuff going on here but none of that it's mostly just you know me sitting alone drinking putting on candles and thinking about you know Phillies of you know next game and 20 years ago um but to answer your question like it was probably the garage i mean the bedroom door color that really like made me think and also like the exposed beams i love that kind of look and feel to keep it still rustic
2: very cool thank you yeah Who's up next? Butcher? you got a
3: question? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. I uh, do. You guys serve soda?
0: Yeah. So, I, mean, I guess Rob, that's my own,
3: but.
0: no. That's a good point. So I always have soda and I always have water stocked in there because and like Capri Suns because like you know Avery's in here quite okay. a bit. Um, so if you love any of those, there's non-alcoholic selections. Uh, I, I've even dabbled in mocktails. So like you know you could have a, have a mocktail. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. I guess it just means, you know, there's no alcohol in it, but uh, mojito,
3: mojitos. No alcohol?
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, moji- That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you know, you just have a simple syrup. You do a little bit of mint and, you know, some like, uh, like Angostura bitters or like rum bitters. It's no alcohol and it tastes the same, honestly. So it's, there, there's, we love everyone here except but for Mets don't, fans.
3: Don't lie. You've never drank one of those.
0: I, I've never drank a whole one. i tested one. It was just like, you know, when you put the straw in and I was like, you know, because this one time, uh, it was recently, I bought non- non-alcoholic beer for here and my credit card company called me and <laughs> they thought someone stole my fucking credit card because they're like, yo, hold on, dude. Like, this is, you got That's fucking Heineken choice. NA on here, dude. Are you sure? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm like, I'm supplying, I'm like putting it here. But, I, you know, that was really good. So MasterCard, uh, Apple Card is, like, on their game, man. I'm like, I was really happy they called me about that because I, I can see how that could,
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Real, real quick, um, I tried to pull it. This is a uh, um, um, podcasting. I'm broadcasting from a uh, school fucking cat from a school district <laughs> issued uh, computer here. So I can't uh, access our blog because apparently that's a uh, – that's a bad, that's a naughty site. So uh, I, I tried, to pull, I tried to pull it up. And it said that page is blocked. But I believe on there, you, you, your introduction back in 09 or 2010 said something about your dream to own a sports bar. Yeah. Now, now I have to ask you, does this? Does this satisfy that need? Does this quen, uh, quench that thirst, so to speak? Because um, it's because it's a cool fucking setup. I, I, I will get up there one of these days. Um, but does it have that feel for you?
0: It does. Um, and, you know, after like, you know, reacquainting with Mike after, you know, many years playing college, and he's kind of like working at the brewery and us having two beers out. So um, just a quick plug I'm drinking Von C's Schwarz beer, black lager, and uh, John has the 700 level lager. I mean, man, isn't there a dream for me to like have uh, my own like mini brewery to start off? And you know, I don't know what the hell it's called, but it's probably like, you know, DPF brewery uh, and have it something similar to this, not exactly here, but have it be, So uh, it wet the appetite, but I think it's one of those things where you hear people get a tattoo and they can't just have one. Like, I kind of want more. Right now, what I want is goddamn air conditioning because I'm still sweating my nuts (laughs) off. Um, So, like, if we ever have a brewery, it's going to have an outdoor, but it's also going to have air conditioning and heating, I promise. This one doesn't yet, but hopefully by next next podcast, we might, like, be cool here. We, We might have parkas on. I don't know about that. But, yeah, so in a way, it does. I'm really happy with it. uh I'm obviously proud of it sharing a thousand pictures um but I think the other message is I think other people can do this, and I think it's like uh more doable than you think you know if your other lets you it's I don't think costs definitely have to be a constraint when you're doing certain things like this, so nice. good questions though, nice.
1: Who was... Did everyone go or... Oh, uh, uh, John. Yeah. I just have two questions. Yeah. One, is there any postal workers watching? I need you to just click pause and come back next week. <laughs> and, um... When is Cat Stevens karaoke night? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, but, um... I was just wondering where... Uh, you probably get to ask this all the time. Where... where like... I know you came out here... Uh, yeah, I want to listen to the ball game and all, but where? When did it really evolve? Like, hey, I'm gonna actually do this, you know what I mean? And just start to, little by little, like, by, step by step, you know?
0: Yeah. So it was in January when like these these were actually our bedroom doors. So right. at first it was kind of like you know like it's this you know my wife and and I wanted like we needed to get our bathroom done and our bedrooms right. repainted and we had these old doors, closet doors, and like. I took them down and I was like, I could have thrown them right out, but I was like, I think I have an idea for these. So that's kind of where it started. And I was like, I have free material that I was just going to throw out. So, like, I kind of like reduced the already. So that's what kind of started it was redoing part of the house and, like, I knew that if I could, like, get the house squared away and, like, everything, you know, mostly nice, that I could have a little bit of leverage with my beautiful and lovely and loving and uh, <laughs> considerate and tolerant wife uh, to be able to be out here and do things like that. Cool. Was there another part to it? Or nah, was it nah. that? Oh, okay. It was the Cat Stevens. Like, yeah. I, what's his other name? Youssef? Uh, Youssef. So yeah. Like, yeah. So Yousaf. I'm going to pause and we'll go to... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh so Sig says some great memories in that old moldy green stained floor mecca of DPF. Yeah, I mean it really is, and I do miss the floor a little bit. I got to be honest, the floor is beautiful now, but I miss like the, I don't know, like the the just the stains of it, and like the I, I, maybe it's the earthing that's got to me, and I'm like talking uh, <laughs> crazy here. Um, cindy says chris the dpf garage is amazing makes total sense you're not opening up to the masses because it is the liability issues honestly um enjoy it with your friends and we can live vicariously like i guess you know friend me and if you're cool and i can kind of like trust you and i can kind of see what the hell you're doing what your address is maybe i'll take a credit card at the door in case any damages are incurred if i don't know you um so sig wants us to tell about the awesome bartender and you how i circumvent the child labor laws so we're not going to talk about the circumventing of the child labor laws but she has air conditioning and that's kind of like you know she works for the air conditioning up in her room um avery absolutely loves being out here and i love her being out here because like i feel like uh my other kids i was not able to impart my baseball knowledge uh you know nonsensical and also practical baseball knowledge and i think avery could be the one um if not it's going to have to be all of you you know and i'm doing it vicariously through the uh internet but avery really loves being out here i love being out here with her um and it's like there's days where it's just her and i and it's you know renee will come out my wife but it's like Avery really gets it and like, she'll, you know, she's starting to ask those like questions. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And not just kind of like, you know, what was the score yesterday and how did Harper do And you know, did, do we have one run because someone hit a home run? So, um, Alex, can I be head brewer? So Alex and Sig actually like make beer um, and they did the DPF garage series. So I'm gonna give them a plug again and put this right up in front. So they made their own homebrew. Uh, I believe it was a couple cases, delicious. Uh, just made another one for Independence Day. So it was uh, in honor of Sig's dad. So Zig's uh, Independence Ale, awesome. I I would love that because I'm just, I'm not uh, too smart with like making it. I'm very good with drinking it and telling, you know, I know what I like. Uh, So that would be cool. Um, You like it till she's about 14 and her friends are sneaking in stealing your beer. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, my parenting in in this terms is like i'm not hiding stuff from her she's not seeing excessive alcohol intake although like on the page it seems like that right but she's not seeing it i don't drink inside the house uh i drink a lot out here but she's not always seeing that but i i think that i'm more like exposing kids to something like that and kind of like giving them guidelines as opposed to like hiding it and saying you know hey there's secret daddy stash don't try it it's like she's aware of what it is uh it's funny because when she was bartending this one time she um someone here might have been like a little bit like you know tipsy and she's like she pulled the beer back and she's like hey i hope your wife's going to take you home because if not you're cut off buddy like she's a tough cookie like she did this and i was like I, i didn't tell her to do it she was just like smart with it um all right, so let me go to some questions and answers and flip it around to these guys because I feel like I've talked too much. Um, so, Josh uh, is asking, and I'm going to put this to the butcher if Harper plays first base effectively and Schwerber goes back to DH, who would you like to see playing left field? Um, whether it's a trade, you know, a pickup, or somebody in the organization already?
3: Well, barring any sort of trade, i think if we have rojas in center and marsh in left marsh marsh is versatile enough he can play both positions um and i think he's proven it's he's like a stop where he's proven between last year and this year that he belongs here he, hopefully he's a philly for a long time um so i wouldn't mind doing that and then um if pat if pache comes back this year then it's the same thing like he plays center move marsh over so not going out outside the organization not going into the minors or anything like that like if of the guys that we have i would say marsh over and then have rojas or pache at uh in, in center
0: okay that that makes sense so now we're going to move over to john on he's going to give us our minor
1: league update for the week um I got my ray diddy pad here <laughs> yeah spotlighting uh felix reyes to, uh this week Outfielder. He can play. He's, he can play first base and third base. Signed an international free agent uh, contract in February of 20. Uh, so he's a free. He was a free agent from the Dominican Republic. 6'3", 195 pounds, 22 years old. Bats right, throws right. So that's good. Um, reason I, I he caught my eye. I was kind of looking at him anyway, but. This weekend, he had a kick-ass weekend. He had a game time three-run home run in the ninth on Saturday night, and an 8-7 win, 10 innings, versus Fort Myers. Then yesterday, he had a grand slam and a 10-8 win in 10 innings. Jeez. So he had a hell of a weekend. And his fourth time this season, he's had four RBIs in a game. Shit. So he's, he's – um, he, got, he got brought up from the – what's the uh, what's the league before that? Is it the Florida Coast League? or He so was in Clearwater? Before Oh, he, I guess it was... He got caught up... He got brought up to Clearwater from okay. the other, you know... The rookie, ball yeah, rookie, rookie ball? Yeah, rookie ball in May. But since then, he's had... Um, he's played 39 games, 41 hits, 16 runs, 287 average, not bad. Six home runs, 40 RBIs, and three stolen bases. His uh, OP on-base percentage is 333. Um, I like the fact that he's flexible and he can play all the positions... Uh, I would like, you know, as he develops, I would like them to narrow it down to one and not do a kangaroo and you know yeah. the kid all around. Yep. But um, it's just someone who caught my eye, and I'm just going to keep uh, keep an eye on him, see how he progresses. But um, I like it. He's you know right-handed bat, and he can play uh, multiple positions. So see what one we need. And, you know, hopefully, you know develops. Cool. we Need him some. Yeah, you know, within a few years. or Yep.
0: From. So, well, thanks for that, John. And then, Mike, you know, this is one of my favorite segments and a lot of viewers' favorite segments. We're going to go to the oh, dumbass of the Week and, you know, take it away. This is kind of like uh, your spot here. Love this.
2: Awesome. awesome. All right, so picture this. You're, you're a kid, right? You're thirsty. You're asking your mom for a drink, right? It's hot. It's 85 degrees out. And she whips out that that big um, glass glass pitcher and she puts some Kool-Aid mix in there and then the Kool-Aid man comes busting through your, your wall, right? You guys all remember the, the Kool-Aid man. Well, now we fast forward to 2023 and we got this thing called TikTok. So there's a new TikTok challenge where uh, kids are going around and blasting through things like fences. So on Long Island, five minors and one adult great age range between 12 and 18 years old uh, at between 1 and 3 a.m. the other night hit five houses so one of the gentlemen uh, was a retired police officer said it sounded like when they hit his fence like uh, someone was firing a a gun off so he calls his friends who are still in the police department they come out two hours later it's 3 a.m. they're taking a statement And damn it, they don't come back around again and blast through another part of his fence, All because of the TikTok challenge of the Kool-Aid man. It turns out they had done uh, five of these, and they're all uh, up on charges now. So that is my oh dumbass of the week.
0: That is – (laughs) that's an absolute great one. Uh, Unbelievable. Um, So – uh, I'm gonna start back with uh, John, so we're gonna end up our show with the Phillies make me drink segment, which can be positive or negative, and mostly it's been negative. But
1: I heard in my ear that John has a positive one, yeah. and I like I wanna I wanna hear this. Yeah, so this is a happy one today. I was gonna go on a player yesterday with a certain player. I kind of came through and you know had a decent day, so I picked a, another uh, a little subject or topic, as you would say. Yeah. Um, what made me drink in a good way yesterday, the 37,000 or so fans have stuck out that rain delay and just toughed it out and just stayed the whole time. Way to
0: go. Like, that is That's
1: awesome. That's for you. Love and our fans. Two, two hours and what? 56-minute 56, 56 yeah. rain delay. Yep. Yeah. Stayed in that stayed in that weather and roughed it out and, uh, like, cheered our team on. And they need it. I mean, coming out of an all-star break, like uh, one of you guys said earlier, we need to, we need to feed off the fans. And the uh, Bravo to the fans that stuck that out yesterday. That's, that was really cool. Yep. Butcher, what do you got?
3: It's, I'm going to go back to an old favorite here and just say Aaron Nola because the motherfucker is so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I may have said this the last time, too. I don't know. I, I can't remember. His, his I, I think he funny. did. Yeah, he makes me feel yeah, That's why I love
0: even more. He didn't even pitch yet.
3: That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. This. motherfucker. <laughs> is, 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 is the I He's just in He's in my head now. I'm fucked.
0: Fuck oh, my now. God.
3: What
2: about you, Mike? <laughs> so, I got a couple. I got a... Uh, in a great way this week, Nicky three buttons, man bun, and topper all showed up really good at the all star game. Um, three of four from the Padres, Bryce breaking out a bit, and Turner and Rojas leading better. D, like I cracked a cold one after opening 100 boxes, uh, in the move, and those were those are kind of my reasons for that.
0: That's yeah, that's a good one. So, my uh Phil's make me drink moment it was from yesterday's game and I know it was a win but uh something that's like been pissing me off is like I feel like Thompson is fucking up at times and like when Soto was in and you know there's a, he's a left-hander and you know his whole goddamn be- Melbourne's bench is right-handed and you know Tatis is sitting there and you don't have a fucking right-hander up at the time you got what you deserved in that point and I'm not saying Marte would have like gotten Tatis out, but I think he might add a better chance than Soto because Soto's like one of those dudes that's like every other appearance is good. And I think this is like one of the ones where he wasn't, but you gotta have the goddamn guy up. Even if you're not going to bring him in, then that might not have made Melvin bring in, uh, you know, Tatis at that moment, because then he knows you're bringing in the right-hander. I just, that's like, it didn't make them lose the game and i think thompson is managing or managed yesterday for the phillies not to lose as opposed for the phillies to win and i don't love that um they won in spite of like i think that mix up there and i think that was a you know a bad choice um that's just kind of like good the reason i was a little bit uh pissed off yesterday so we're going to go to a few more comments. We went a little bit longer than all of us expected, so we appreciate you staying here. And we want to make sure that we get these you know, comments out there um, as well. So Kelly is saying, Clemens, can he play the outfields? Like, I think he can play anywhere I think pretty much. Play, yeah. like, I haven't seen him play short or second, but... Um, Mickey moniac is absolutely raking in Anaheim. Would you rather have him back than Marsh, Mike? Where are you with this? I'm,
2: I'm a no. Uh, I like Captain caveman Man. I like the energy he yeah, yeah. brings. Mo- he needed a change of scenery because uh, you know it took so long to get him up, you know, to the club. So uh, good for him. I like. Yeah. I went around with Marsh.
0: Change of scenery is good. I think that that's, uh, you know, and then, what's up with this though? Like Alex stayed, even though they shut the beer kiosks down in the fourth inning. Wow. Yesterday, like, come on, Phils. Like, if you make people inning, stay, seventh inning, no matter
1: what. Seventh inning, no matter what. I don't care if Why? it's two in the morning. Seventh inning. Now, is that something they just changed? Because I was at, I was at a one o'clock game that got delayed, and they didn't. Pay. This is back when Worth was still here, and all of Jason Worth and all them one o'clock game it was like a three hour delay picked it back up around four or five or something we didn't get out at all eight o'clock but they still kept serving right until the actual seventh. but that made that was some years ago too so but yeah you got to go to the seventh inning come on i mean you're charging all that money come on so final thoughts butcher um right now just fuck the mets
3: i think i think i don't want to steal your thunder oh wait a minute one one thought I just noticed when we first came on here that I don't and I don't know if everybody can see this at home, but the microphones on our little backdrop here, they have beers in them. Just noticed that they do have beers. Thank you, uh, yeah. So that's my final thought for this. That
2: only took you five weeks. Nice job.
0: Hey, it's 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 it, you know it it's it, it just counts, right? So, Mike, what do you uh, have as a final uh, thought tonight?
2: Hey, man, I just appreciate everybody listening, and please uh, tell your friends. Go on the site, get a t-shirt, get a flag. I put a flag in the front yard of the new house, and uh, got a whole bunch of our new neighbors uh, involved with the page. So,
1: i uh, awesome. Fuck the Mets. Uh, real Wrong. quick uh, fun fact from yesterday Stott is now leading the whole MLB with 56 hits with two strikes
0: so he is in fact the best MLB
1: leader I, that is that awesome on, that is friggin two strikes Stott baby
0: not taking the strides there and just like looking to put the bat on yeah. the ball
1: beautiful and, I, I love hearing that and uh, just thank you I just like Mike said uh, thank you for watching uh, you know Follow all. The, follow us on all the socials, and get a t shirt. Get some merch from the. What's that? Philly Philly Sports shirts.
0: Yeah, phillysportsshirts.com uh, has any of the shirts that yeah, that's, uh, you know wearing. all of us are wearing. So
1: uh, spread the word. Thanks for your support.
0: Yep. Appreciate the support. Uh, I I know it went a little bit long. Thanks for staying with us. We have a lot to say. We're real passionate about baseball. We appreciate your support. Uh, Love seeing the comments, likes, shares on all the social media. Uh, We're always talking about it back and forth. uh, And we love planning out what we're going to talk about uh, for the week. So, you know, thank you, everyone. And uh, as always, you know, fuck Joe Carter and fuck the Mets. And, you know, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week uh, for episode
1: six.